0: Do you ever wonder how great leaders in the community make things happen? When they encounter new unexpected challenges like a pandemic, how do they continue to successfully make an impact? Welcome to That Sounds Terrific, the podcast that connects you with these amazing people. Get insights on what they do to meet their goals, find out how you can help them in their mission, and learn their methods so you can be more successful at what you do. Welcome to That Sounds Terrific with host, Nick Koziel.
1: Well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of That Sounds Terrific. Joining me today is Lauren Lewis from Staff Buffalo. Really excited to have you on the show today, Lauren. Thanks for being here.
2: Nick, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Yeah, we were just talking kind of off the air about the struggle is real in in real life when trying to do podcast recording and find spaces and things like that. So I really do appreciate you, uh, you taking the time and I'm really excited to learn a little bit more about Staff Buffalo. I know a little bit because you've been on um, my career support group and and things like that. So I think that you're a terrific person. And why don't you just share a little bit about you and and then a little bit about what Staff Buffalo is?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of have a unique background. I spent 10 years in the pharmaceutical sales industry, um, which was great. A lot of fun but always going kind to of have that itch to start my own business. And thankfully my cousin Maggie, who's my now business partner had that itch as well. And she had a background in public accounting, then worked at a different recruiting company. And her and I kind of had this one-off um, run-in at Starbucks on main street in Williamsville, probably end of 2014, I think it was. And you know, I say run-in, like Maggie and I have been raised really, really closely. So it just happened to be that moment where we just ran into each other there and we're like- yeah. Oh, I want to start my own company. Me too. I have all these ideas. Me too. And well, I had a, like a bunch of brainstorming about a bunch of different ideas. Then in 2015, we started Staff Buffalo. So we've been um in business now for over seven and a half years kind of been um, a ride over the years, especially throwing in a pandemic in 2020.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone was on that ride with you. So (laughs) I know we all
2: lived through that, which was fun. But you know, we celebrated our fifth anniversary on April 1st, 2020. So five years, you're like, this is awesome. So exciting. But like, a little bittersweet in 2020, because we're like, you know, we had to lay off some of our staff and see what was happening. Our clients all stopped hiring people and stopped interview processes. So we were like, kind of just waiting to see what happened. Um, You know, thankfully we rolled that out. We were able to hire our staff back and finish 2020 really strongly. And we've grown a lot even since then. So I think 2022 has been our biggest year of growth so far. So in addition to Staff Buffalo, which is a full service recruiting firm, we do direct hire um, services for our clients. We do talent acquisition services, which is providing our clients with an outsourced talent acquisition specialist.
3: Right. So
2: that if they have a, like, you know, a lot of hiring needs and need to really need, need to hire someone to see them through, uh, you know, hiring 30 people, we can kind of be that support for them there. And we kind of, we also help clients build out their talent acquisition processes. So maybe they don't have a careers page, maybe they don't have an applicant tracking system. We kind of mm-hmm. help through that with our talent acquisition service. Um, and then we So those our, are our, our kind of recruiting, hiring services, and then we have a sister company, HR Buffalo, mm-hmm. which provides outsourced HR consulting to businesses that maybe don't have an internal HR function, or they're going through an HR transition and need extra support, or really just need project-based support as well. So we've really grown that business a lot over this past year as well, and now between both businesses, I think we're up to 13 employees.
3: Hopefully we'll have (laughs)
2: be 15 by the end of the year. So I say that kind of like hesitantly. I'm like, oh my gosh, we just hired several people on our team. I'm like, aren't we at 13? That's okay. We're (laughs) not
1: going to test you. I don't think there's going to be too many people (laughs) like, oh, she's... She's at fourteen. She forgot. I know. She forgot. Bob. accountable.
2: Check our website and see, but I, it could change today. It could change tomorrow with how many people we have. I don't know. Yeah, you're in the middle
1: of a hiring process right now, so
2: yeah. No, not only are our clients hiring, but we're hiring.
1: Exactly. So I mean, that's awesome, and, and I love that you have your hands in so many different areas, like you know, in HR, in employment. You're just like a full, you know, um, full service uh, staffing business. And yeah. what I also like is that everyone that I've encountered a, a, at your company and everyone I've talked to about, you know, Staff Buffalo has just always has glowing reviews about you and, and what you all do. Um, oh, and my, nice. my own personal experience, like you went out of your way to kind of help people during, uh, I believe it was right in the middle of the pandemic, to to help people that were out of work, that were, you know, looking for jobs, looking for tips and tricks on how to do things. Um, yeah,
2: and, it, and that's, I even mean to cut you off, but that's, you know we can't help, we can't help everyone. We can't place everyone into a job. I wish we could, um, but we at least try and talk to as many jo- you know job seekers as we can. And if we can help them land their next job, fantastic. But if we can't, you know, I like to at least help them with tips for their job sure. search or ideas for different types of jobs they can look for, different companies they can look at. We do we do offer resume formatting services and interview prep workshops. And networking workshops, so different tools to help job seekers feel confident in their job search and feel confident going to those interviews, so that they can land that job, whether it's you know with one of our clients or on their own.
1: Right, right, totally. Um, so switching gears just a little bit, I mean, like going back to the start of the business, I usually ask that question: How did it get started? You kind of provided an answer, which is great. So you're like ahead of my question list already, right? Um, I do want to ask, like, you know, what were some of the, maybe the growing pains, the startup pains, and then what were some like nice highlights and unexpected successes early on when you were in the middle of of starting this venture?
2: Yeah, I think, so we, we started one of the growing pains, I think was starting out of Maggie's dining room. (laughs) So really kind of, you know, bootstrapping the business and trying to watch our costs. Maggie, thankfully the CPA. So, you know, she has that. Accounting, financial mindset, so you know helps really understand you know where we can spend our money, should spend our money, and start bringing in you know the the revenue. Right. So that's some of the growing pains. I mean, always like with new businesses, you have those weeks where you're like, okay, we got to pay our employees. What's our cash flow? You know mm-hmm. what what money do we have? If we pay our employees, and where is it coming from? So you know, you have to figure those things out and figure out you know, where. If you can get a business loan, if you need to take a business loan. I mean, there were days when I had to drive to a client to pick up a check. Because <laughs> like there. we needed it, like stat. So
1: <laughs> I've been there you, in fundraising. <laughs> yeah, <have> to... <laughs> you know
2: how it is. Like every dollar counts. Yeah. And sometimes it's so funny because we are still a small business. And we work at some of these like larger organizations where you don't think cash is an issue. And they're like, they're not paying us. And we're like, right. we really need every dollar matters. Right. So it's yeah. like, oh, can we have a payment plan or can we push out that payment to like a few months, like we try and work with our clients as much as, as can. We appreciate communication, but at the same time, it's like, we need to know where every dollar is, yeah. you know, especially in the early days, that was a lot of what we were doing was kind of watching the dollar. Sure. So that kind of always is a struggle. Um, you know, some of the wins I think we've had when you have like those, you just get, you know, those big placements, those placements you work really hard at. Um, you land clients that you get like multiple recurring placements and jobs you're working on. Like those are huge. And those, those are such wins. Um, at the end of 2020, we had a great client as a manufacturing business in Buffalo and they really helped us end 2020 strongly in a good position. Like we we're, were working on multiple jobs with them. We made multiple placements. It was just a really good partnership. And I think that's one of like a great success I think back on to where I'm really thankful that they were, you know, I had that connection and, you know, had a, a professional connection and a friendship with someone, you know, who's the director of HR at that organization. And he mm-hmm. leaned on us for his hiring needs. And it was very, very appreciative when we looked at 2020 at the end of it, we're like, okay, whew, we made it through, you know, yeah, we were able to yeah. bring our team back, you know, and I think it, maybe it was July of 2020 and then start really building up, coasting through the end of the year. And honestly, it feels like we've had our foot on the gas pedal ever since.
1: Yeah, I talk to a lot of different, you know, podcasters and networkers and small business owners, and I will say that, like, sometimes having that huge mass, that huge audience, right? It doesn't matter if you have ten thousand people. If you have ten thousand of the wrong people, ten thousand of the wrong companies, it's not helping you in any any way. But if you have one or two really great clients or supporters, right? Um, That's all you need they mm-hmm. connect you to the next job, the next, you know, the next invoice that comes in that's paying your employees. So um I love it when companies are able to like not uh, necessarily have to count every dollar but can thrive off of their, you know, their smaller networks. So that's really Yeah, cool. I
2: think that goes so far too. And I always take an approach to business development is just, you know, making sure people are aware of who Staff Buffalo and HR Buffalo, you know, are and what we do, the services we provide. And maybe you don't need us you know, today to help with your hiring needs or maybe you're a job seeker and you don't need a job today, but down the line, as long as you know who we are and what we do. And like you said, I'm so appreciative when you said you hear great reviews about our organization, you know, because that does go so far because it it refers other people to us that we can help as well. Um, And at some point it all comes back. Like a company might not need us to help with their hiring today, but in six months they might need recruiting help and then they know to come to us. And a lot of times our clients, we really pride ourselves, we do a great job on finding the right people to place into their organization, the right? People who have the good, the right qualifications are good culture fit. So we make that higher and then they might not need us for a few more years, right. <laughs> which is the good thing. We want that person to stay there in a job, you know? So, but when we start, you know, we have that good reputation and they understand, you know, Hey, staff Buffalo did a great job placing Nick at, you know, in this role back in 2019, and now we have another position we need to get filled, we're going to go back to Staff Buffalo. So having kind of like building some of those just long-term relationships are so important for me. And that's the way I approach business development is just building relationships and awareness so that when there is a need, they come to us. Or even if I can't help them, if I can help point them in the right direction, that's always, I think, a good um, relationship to have as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, people remember those things, right? I remembered Mm -hmm. you. And that's kind of like why I want to, I got to have you on the podcast. I got to highlight the business um, just because, you know, of your willingness, willingness to help, not just me, but others. So um, that goes a long way. And when you hire an employee through your staffing agency, or when you help a company, those people that you're helping also may go to other companies and say, "Staff mm-hmm. Buffalo did this really well, or they might get hired themselves at another company. They're like, I ain't going to work now that I have a larger company, I'm going to go back to Lauren and make sure that she's helping us with hiring. So yeah. I think that's an awesome approach to business, obviously, network, network, network. Um,
3: yeah.
1: So what, Absolutely. yeah. So what happened that caused you, you both to decide, okay, we've got this, you know, um, one business, how did you kind of go into the HR side of things? Or was that always sort of part of your repertoire and it just became a separate thing?
2: So Maggie and I are not HR professionals. We're not trade HR professionals in any way. We work with a lot of HR professionals and a lot of businesses. So, you know, as Step Buffalo grew and we got, you know, started building partnerships and relationships Mm -hmm. with more and more companies. A lot of our clients were coming to us asking about HR and the HR, if we provided HR services. So we really kind of saw a, a need, the need there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we really just needed the right people in place who can do HR and can sure. provide those services for clients. And getting the right people in place was key. And once we had that, we were able to kind of build that business off of our business. We had so much of it already in place from an operation standpoint that, and even just from our um, relationships and our own marketing efforts and business development efforts, that it kind of organically grew. But getting the right people in place who could do the HR work has been key. And right now we have Alicia Tomasello, who's the president of HR Buffalo, and she's an exceptional HR professional and has been consulting in the past, um, has worked for large healthcare organizations as the director of HR. Um, her background actually is a labor and employment attorney Mm-hmm. So really provides a great wealth of knowledge in HR to lead that aspect of the business and work with clients to understand what their needs are from the HR perspective and help them develop a plan to provide the day-to-day HR help. So maybe it's employee relations, maybe it's onboarding, maybe it's recruiting, maybe it's compliance. Um maybe it is reviewing handbooks, like mm-hmm. any really effort of it. she like can go in. Look at where they're at, what they need help with, develop a plan, and then kind of put our consultants at the clients to do the work. So mm-hmm. that is really kind of how that business has grown. And that's a very, very busy side of our business. It keeps growing and growing. So there I think the need always there for businesses because HR is such an important aspect of businesses. And I think back in the day, people were like, ah, HR. <laughs> it this like scary thing, like, I'm in trouble, I'm getting fired, and talk about HR, but like. HR really is a true partner to businesses to help them support their employees, grow their businesses, and be a strategic partner to the organization to make sure that they are providing, you know, the best experience possible for their employees and making sure, you know, the companies are, they're compliant and everything's in line and like flowing smoothly. So I think HR is a really, really important aspect to every business and continues to be an an operational asset to businesses that every every business should have HR. Whether you're very small or obviously large, you need to have the right HR people in place and right HR processes in place.
1: Yeah, I've seen over because I've got a lot of connections in HR, and over time, especially there, there's a lot more focus or at least on on the, the networking channels, on the human capital, right, and, mm-hmm. and and focusing on the human experience, and of course, you know, the trending conversations around you know, hybrid, in person, uh, remote. Um, do you want to share anything about your feelings on that? I don't want to like put you on the spot, but like, what do you see as the trends in HR right now?
2: Um, I don't think it's specifically within HR. I just think it's more organizational trends yeah. when it comes to, um in-person work, hybrid, remote work. I think the pandemic gave a lot of people this false sense of like they can do everything remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot is lost when work is 100% remote. Like you lose that collaboration, you, use that, you lose that team building aspect. mean Zoom, Microsoft Teams, whatever you use to connect remotely is, is fine and great. But sometimes so much more gets done like in-person.
3: Mm-hmm
2: just having those one-off conversation. You can pop by someone's office or just have you know, a random brainstorming session. Um, but there are a lot of employees out there that really want the remote capability. Right. And I have a lot of clients that maybe are offering hybrid work or in office. I don't see a lot that are 100% remote. Um, I think larger, maybe organizations or tech companies across the country offer that, but in Buffalo and in Western New York, they really, you know, want to see their people in person in office. So I have conversations with my clients a lot of times to understand what they're looking for from a office perspective. Do you sure. require 100% in office? Do you, are there remote options? And I try to tell them that a lot of employees. Don't necessarily want 100% remote either. They just want to know that they have the capability to work remotely if and when it's needed. You know, yeah. if you have a contractor come into your house, can you work remotely? You're sick, but you can still work. Like, can you work remotely? Yeah. You have sick kids that have to stay home from school for a week. You don't, don't have childcare. You can do your job from home, you can, so that way you're not pushing into your PTO or your vacation time or your sick time. Right. Um, and as long as they are flexible with that, you know, I think they're going to get some, you know, they get great people. I think employees are really finding that they feel more valued when they have that kind of work flexibility Yeah. and don't feel the stress of, oh my God, my kid's sick. I don't know what to do. And I have to go to work and, but no, no, you can work from home and get your job done. It's not the normal nine to five in office that we used to see or rely on. I think that's the nine to five in office, I think can cause a lot of people's stress. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think you're right totally about the flexibility word. Like, I think the companies that are outwardly or openly flexi- flexible are, mm-hmm. are being more successful in the current climate. Um, it's, it's the trends that we, we fear, like we're, you know, oh, we're not the pandemic's over. We're pulling back paternity leave. We're pulling back, yeah. uh, you know, and all those things, yet they still want it, uh, you in person fully and they want you to give up benefits So it's just, it's, it's interesting, an interesting dynamic. And I'm glad that you spend time talking to the companies about what do you really want? Mm Because, you know, like I've mentioned before, you've come into our, you know, uh TST career support group or people that are looking for positions and stuff are encountering like sort of misleading uh job postings, right? Where Mm -hmm. it's 100 percent remote and then you get to the final part. I had this happen to one gentleman gets to the final thing he's got the offer uh so when can you move was what the company asked oh, and wow. it's 100% remote but you need to live within a 60 mile radius of the company which was never seated and the yeah, ironic thing was, was
2: and frustrating
1: yeah the ironic thing was everyone on his team was remote and well without you know 60 miles um radius of the company so it's I'm glad that you to hear that Staff Buffalo does that. That takes the time um, to kind of highlight like, okay, what are you exactly looking for? What's your business environment?
2: Yeah. This- I mean, and shame on that company too, because like they're doing themselves a disservice. Now you found someone who's like a great fit and you're excited about this new hire and you're making them the offer. Yeah. But like, why wasn't that brought up before? Right. You know, cause then you wouldn't have led, down, led yourself down this path, you know, That's time, Yeah. Know, energy, cost associated sure. with like that just going through that hiring process for this candidate. yeah the I'd time
3: like, no, exactly I can't
2: move this is never doing something remote like yeah now they have start back at square square one and so i you know i was at an hr conference this past weekend weekend into like the early week the new york state sherm conference and mm-hmm. this was brought up we had a, a session on called the hiring tree and it was with someone from applicant pro his name was Stephen Smith, and he was, I think, employee number seven at Applicant Pro. They're a big applicant tracking system company. They do a lot in hiring, a lot around data and hiring. And we talked about job descriptions. Like, you have to review your job, your job description, the expectations of the job, so that you're targeting the right people. Right. You know, maybe you missed, they missed someone who's within that 60-mile radius. That could have been a good fit, but you just probably spent, let's say, I don't know, a month and a half going through the interview process with this yeah. candidate only to find out he can't move there.
1: Yeah. And, and this so if partic- you
2: target yeah. the right people, you're gonna have a more efficient and effective hiring process, but it starts with your you know, job description, your expectations for the role. So you don't lead yourself down a wrong path.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And in this particular case, it was, uh, we found out it was a com- miscommunication between the HR side of things and the hiring side. So the manager, um, uh-huh. did not understand, you know, what the company policy was on, on things. So, um, but then it goes back to communication, and again mm-hmm. back to what I really like about what you're talking about is that you you're effectively communicating what's going on, right? Yeah, um,
2: yeah. I mean, we even had we had a candidate this week interview at a client, um, and there was a miscommunication around what was expected from a remote work standpoint, a hybrid schedule. And so this candidate was like, "No, it doesn't quite fit what I'm looking for from a re- hybrid schedule." So I sent that feedback back to the hiring manager. And I got an email actually shortly before we got on this podcast
3: mm-hmm. saying
2: that like, oh, like, I'm so sorry. I think this was miscommunicated. Like this candidate has those skill sets we're looking for. Here's really what the hybrid schedule looks like. Um, so just honest feedback, both ways and communication, both ways um, can go a long way. Yeah. If there is a miscommunication, as long as it's com- communicated, why maybe you're <laughs> yeah. kind of like, miscommunication, communication, but as long as you're communicating, hopefully you can get work through any miscommunication that happened along the way.
1: Yeah. And the case you're describing is exactly why I like Staff Buffalo and other staffing agencies to be a part of the process because candidates do not feel comfortable. Well, Mm -hmm. some do, but usually (laughs) don't feel comfortable reaching back out and saying, you know, well, I can't do this because of blank. They just say no longer interested or they just go silent. Right.
2: They feel that kind of giving that feedback, you know?
1: Right. Right. With the staffing agency, you're going to ask them, well, what's, why, you know, what's, what kind of feedback can I, you know, give and things like that, and then find out there's a miscommunication. So, you know, and it goes back to like your, you know, applicant tracking systems, right? Um, I have personally been in at least three situations where the hiring manager said, give me your resume, put it, put it through the system, the cover letter, all that. And I immediately get a, a, uh, a letter from the company saying, sorry, we're not interested in you as a candidate. I'm like, well,
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> what's going on?
1: The president <laughs> of the company asked me to do this. So I'm like, okay. yeah. you know, and, you know, so I knew to, to write in there, but there's probably a lot of people that are qualified that are just not hitting the right keywords and everything. Uh,
2: exactly i mean that's what happens many times with you know these advocate tracking system and how they scan and parse resumes It's it's not picking up maybe what your exact skill sets are you don't have the right key keyword that they're looking for um but you might be the right candidate and yeah. that's why you know working with a recruiting agency and a recruiter they get your resume right in front of the hiring manager yeah so yeah. you kind of re- lose that error i mean technology is great but it's not perfect right it's a great tool it can be help make things much more efficient but it's not perfect
1: yeah and in my new role which you know is in data science I'm actually hoping to find a company that does the applicant tracking systems where we can maybe have students or even a professor research some better ways to like pick up multiple keywords maybe you know different language barriers and things like that especially in the high-tech world there's language barriers uh, to what mm-hmm. people are saying. I mean, I took a test on LinkedIn. I know how to use Photoshop and, uh, you know, most of the Adobe products. I don't know what the process is called because I was never <laughs> trained in that. So I, I constantly failing these things and I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> I know how to do that. I just don't know what it's called.
2: Yeah. So I know. <laughs> it's just,
1: it's the language thing sometimes. So
2: absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's- it's always interesting. And that's why I'm I'm such an in-person human, like interaction type person. Like communication, you know, sort of over email doesn't always work for me. I need to like yeah. talk talk through things and collaborate and brainstorm that way. And here's my ideas. You know, I'm like, <laughs> maybe if my attention span has gotten shorter and shorter as the years have gone on. But like soon as you send me a long email a bunch of stuff, I'm like, start reading it, get distracted, move on to something else, like never yeah. get through the whole thing. But if it's an in-person conversation, Um, you know, you get that much more done. I think that's the same, whether it's how you use technology or it's not using technology and just being one-on-one, the human interaction can be so much easier. Even if it is us, you know, a recruiter just emailing the resume directly to the hiring manager, it's skipping that technology standpoint.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, going back to what you were saying about being in person or hybrid or something like that, it is so much easier sometimes to go down the hall and talk to Bob or Jane, yeah. or whoever it is, than it is trying to get an email back from them about a simple, simple task or a phone call. And don't even get me started on the whole uh, <laughs> young professional age of like not wanting to pick up the phone and wanting to do everything through text. <laughs> uh, I know.
2: I, one thing too, it's so funny. We, you see emails from people back and forth and they're professional emails, but they're it's like they're texting their friends. Like, yeah. oh, you're sending a professional email. You have to, like, let's maintain some professional style and format
1: sure. to it <laughs> sure yeah and so it's like things like slack and all those other things I do appreciate like LinkedIn and a few of the other um things are starting to add in like the um voice messaging and oh. video even video messaging so you can actually on LinkedIn send a voice message which I think is really neat you know uh, to better explain why you're reaching out to a person or just kind yeah. of clarify some things maybe when you're driving and you're not supposed to be doing any of this stuff. (laughs) Um, I had one the the other day from someone, I'm driving right now. So I just wanted to send this through voice and I'm like, okay.
2: (laughs) That's cool. I Honestly, I'm on LinkedIn all the time and I've not seen that feature yet.
1: Yeah, and the messaging. So you can go and do that. But yeah, so yay, I taught you something too.
2: I know. (laughs) i spend so much time on LinkedIn and I've never, I have not noticed that feature yet. So that's awesome enough to try that.
1: Yeah. Um, so what are some tips like part of this is like, you know, I, I don't necessarily want you to give away your, your, your trade secrets as far as people starting up their own staffing or recruiting agency. But what are some things that you would advise new business owners, um, to kind of look out for, or even seasoned business owners, that's like hacks and tricks and things like that.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's actually funny um, you asked that one of my best friends and roommates from college, her husband just started like his own business and they're in the Philadelphia area. And I sent her husband, Billy, like a card and just kind of wishing him luck on starting his new business. And a couple of things I put in the card were, you know, surround yourself with experts. Mm -hmm. Like if there's something you don't know, find someone who you can trust and can lean on to help with something, whether it's a great accountant Um, Someone to help, you know, establish your benefits, your 401k plans, especially as you grow to get, you know, employees and private those benefits. You're an HR person you can lean on. So you understand, you know, what policies, procedures, um, compliance things you have to do as you open and start a business. Hiring as you grow, like (laughs) reach out to a hiring partner. You know, there's, and I know I'm forgetting tons of things, probably a marketing person, make sure you have a right marketing person you know, outsourcing some of that so you don't take it all on yourself is super important. So I think mm. surrounding yourself with great people, an attorney, I can't forget an attorney, you definitely definitely yeah. a good attorney, who maybe doesn't build too much of an hourly rate, but someone who <laughs> works with startup businesses, who can help help you with certain aspects of your business. Let's um, make sure you're legal as well. <laughs> super important. Yep. Um,
1: Filing taxes, <laughs>
2: Filing, yeah, all of that. Like so many things you don't know. I mean, that's why you get. just having the right people in place around you is so important. Um, that's definitely a tip I would get. I gave in the, the card. The other thing is like, just keep your eye on the long-term. Like the reason you got into own, starting a business and owning a business, you know, sometimes as business owners, you for, like, I don't necessarily do recruiting. Maggie doesn't necessarily do recruiting but we have own recruiting business. We own an HR business. We don't do HR. So a lot of it ends up being the, the day-to-day operational work that you have to do as business owners. So you, you can maybe you step away from the passion of why you started the business, but why did you start the business? You wanted to right. do something on your own. You wanted to own something. There's going to be ups, there's downs, there's good days, there's bad days. There's days where you're, you know, cash flow is an issue, but like keep your eye on the long-term and that keeps you moving forward, you know, in the right direction. I think that got us, we sell the long-term, we we want to be in this for the long run.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's not just like a three, five-year, seven-year, 10-year project. Like It's like, no, we want this to be our lives and our, our future um, for ourselves and for our families. And so staying positive, staying optimistic, keeping around that long-term will get you through the ups and downs and the pandemics that are thrown at you along, yeah. along the way. That's super important is having that mindset.
1: Yeah. What is your we why? That,
2: you know, mindset and the why. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I and revisiting
2: any business,
1: yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think the revisiting is important because your why might your why might never change, but but your the way to get to your you know like why you do this may change over time. So you might notice that you have um, a lot of clients asking for HR services. So maybe there's a, an expansion in your business, yeah. and you know, and that and that friends, well, if they need to hire someone, I think they know somebody to reach out to about hiring people, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So. And, and I think, you know, I'm not, not the expert at everything, but Hey, I, how can I help connect you with someone who maybe is the expert on what you're looking for, what you need and how can I, you know, maybe provide you with some sort of like resource, like just doing little things like that can go so much further. Cause Great. I, you know, I have friends called me and they're like, Hey, can I collect an employment while I'm, you know, collecting my severance package as well? And I'm like, mm, I don't think that's legit. Like, I don't think you technically can do do that, but don't you know, ask an attorney, ask an HR person, sure. ask the department of labor. Like they'll have the answers for all of that. Yeah. I don't want to ever steer anyone in the wrong direction either.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you. It, I, I would think that's important, especially in a case like that. Well, Lauren Lewis said that it was okay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. You don't want that no. kind of, not to not fall on. back on
3: me. Yeah. <laughs> no.
1: So, so I know that you guys are pretty involved in the Buffalo community area. What, what, what are some things that you guys like to do like in the community or for the community, aside from just, you know, the greatness of, uh, finding jobs for people and for companies?
2: Yeah, we have always like instilled in our culture and in our employees that it's very important to give back and volunteer. So we always volunteer in the community. We encourage our employees to sit on boards or committees for non for profits um, and and just kind of give back we do different team building events ar- around volunteering so we'll volunteer at ronald mcdonald house and do cooks mm-hmm. for kids we volunteer with child and family services and help with their adoptive family and we'll we'll help with the christmas you know gift drop off and organization to get the gifts out to the families um last night i actually was at via which is the visually impaired advancement organization in buffalo it's used to be the Olmstead Center for Sight. They had their big Mm -hmm. dining in the dark gala last night. So, you know, we volunteered at that. Um, We sit on different boards. Like I'm president right now, actually for the next, I think, week till (laughs) my president-elect gets sworn in for like Buffalo Niagara Human Resources Association. Being involved with that, I'm involved with Buffalo Prep. Um, What else? Narden Academy, which is my alma mater. I work a lot with like the Alumni Association there and the students. Um, Maggie's involved with Infotech, we just signed up to be a sponsor for the Western New York Paralegal Association, so it's a variety of organizations that we are a part of, Um, and several of our recruiters are involved with the, I think it's the Clarence High School and Lancaster High School Academy of Finance, so mentoring students in that program, we do a lot of different mock interviews at colleges around the Western New York area, Mm -hmm. Um, what else do we do? you name it, like a variety of stuff like that. It sounds-
1: <laughs> So So nothing at all. You, you don't seem like you're doing I know. anything. <laughs> no.
2: Nothing.
1: How do you keep track We're very bored over here. Yeah, no. I
2: know.
1: <laughs> We just hire people and tell people what to do in human resources. <laughs> now, I think that that's a laundry list of things and that's awesome that you're so open to that and there's so much variety. Um, yeah. That's so great. Um, well, we're getting to it's the part fun. of- It's fun. It's a great yeah. way to
2: network. It's a great way to give back. It's a great way to just- not get out of the office and do something different.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's important too, is a lot of, most companies know this, but um, you know, some companies just don't get that doing these things, isn't just helping the community, it's helping the company, not Mm -hmm. just the image, but the people at the company to kind of connect back and network and, you know, give the opportunity for, you know, their business sort of to shine. Um, Because how many times have you, you know, gotten, you know, leads, from from these like random interactions you know Mm -hmm. um so the more you're out there the better and there is a lot of value to that and I'm I'm glad that you're involved in so many different things
2: Um. yeah (laughs) I know I'm like it's it's nonprofits, it's colleges it's it's career prep stuff it's all different things you know we everyone has different passions everyone in our organization has different passions so if there's something you're passionate about that you want to volunteer at or give back to like Please do that and let us know how, as an organization, we can be involved in that as well.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, sometimes no. it's not necessarily about the amount of money you donate to an organization, but how do you spend your time giving time to different organizations to help them? You know, that right. goes a long way as well. And, you know, you mentioned something about like networking and who you meet doing these different things too. And, you know, we don't just volunteer because it's a good way to network. We volunteers, we generally care about the organizations and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever comes from it comes from it. But when it comes to networking, I always tell people like networking can happen anywhere at any time. It can happen mm-hmm. very organically. Like, it doesn't have to be at a networking event where sometimes people yeah. get nervous when going to a networking event. So, like, oh, do these forced <laughs> conversations with people. And, right? You know, it's like, no, it doesn't have to happen to be that way. It can be anywhere. It can be while you're volunteering, it can be while you're out to dinner with your family or friends, or it can be, um, you know, a, a church function too. Like, there's so many different ways to build your network and build relationships and establish yourselves and just having conversations with people. I think that goes so far.
1: Yeah, no, you're totally right. And being genuine and everything mm-hmm. is is super important and, and key to like, you know, creating those relationships, no matter where you are. Right. So absolutely. Um, I want to get to the point in the show where I usually ask this stumper question and I've oh, discovered a, a better way to handle this question, and my listeners are probably getting sick of hearing this now, but is to to let you know what the question is and then ask you a couple other questions so you can think about it. Um, okay. So the summer question is really simple. It's like, is there anything that I have forgotten or, you know, haven't asked you about that you want to highlight about, you know, Staff Buffalo or what you're doing? Um, and while you're thinking about that, I'm going to throw out a couple questions to kind of get to know Lauren a little bit more uh, personally. So it's simple things like, um, you know, what's your favorite color?
2: I knew that's gonna be the first question. <laughs> I knew it. Um, my favorite color is blue.
1: Oh. Any
2: type, any shade of blue, I just love it. My eyes always draw to anything that's in the blue um, color palette.
1: Very nice. Very nice. When you yeah. were when you were were a kid, what uh, was your dream job?
2: I don't think I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I you know at some I okay maybe. I wasn't necessarily a kid, but probably even when I was in college or so, I think I I wanted to be like a sports sidelines, like broadcaster, sports reporter.
1: I can see you doing that.
2: Yeah, actually, it's funny. I was in an interview once um, with a company called like liaison. They're like, they were in the medical benefits field. They're recently bought by, well, not recently, I think in the past few years were bought by Willis Towers Watson. I had an interview with them and they asked me, I think that question, I said, I wanted to be Aaron Andrews (laughs) and I didn't get the job. And I'm like, Andrew <laughs> is
1: like. That's so nice. Awesome. But I
2: think that's an awesome job. Yeah. Is, you know, it it I love sports. I was always an athlete growing up. So that would have been my dream job.
1: And that's kind of like the next question. So hobbies, like what's your your kind of favorite hobby or even a sport that you enjoy?
2: Um I love to run. I love to walk. Um anything really fitness related and movement are. Probably my biggest hobbies. Um, then just like probably typical, spending time with my family, friends, going out to dinner. I love going to dinner around Western New York, trying mm-hmm. new places. Um, but I always seem to find myself one of the same places that I know I'm going <laughs> to get the same thing. Have a good time. I'll get yeah, to number three. my boyfriend gets <laughs> mad at me sometimes. He's like, "You always get the same thing." I'm like, "But I love it." And then when I'm yeah. going to the restaurant, I start craving them, and I'll get disappointed if I get something else and I don't like it as much as what I usually get. <laughs>
1: I am the same way the same way it's hard for me to I love trying new things but once yeah. I find that thing that I like even if it's the first thing I try and I'm like I am going to get that again
2: I know yeah. I have tried to venture off a little bit recently like in some of the places I've gone to I'm like I didn't get what I always get and I've, I haven't been disappointed so yeah I'm trying to step out of that a little bit um and then the other thing I love to do in my free time is travel
1: All right. what's your favorite place that you've been
2: my favorite place that I've been. yeah, I've been a lot of different places. I've been very fortunate. Um, I've traveled, you know, over to Europe. Um, I've been to Iceland. I've been across the country, and I love all the places for so many different reasons. Like right. there are different types of vacations, um, you know. But my family—we're a big Disney family, so we grew up going to Disney World and yeah. love going there as a kid. Love going there just a one-on-one trip with my mom because we do different things like. We'll do the parks, we'll go to like really nice dinners. And I love going with my little nephews and seeing it from their perspective, but it's a very different trip with like a three year old and a, almost <laughs> and like a two year old. I'm like,
1: Yep, oh my
2: gosh, dinner is not the same.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, can relate um, to that. And then,
2: like, next week, I'm going to, on vacation, I'm going to Cape Cod, which I've gone started going there more recently. And I love the Cape, it's just a relaxed yeah. atmosphere. It's, you know, we go in the off season a little bit where it's still September, but it's still kind of nice weather, a little chilly and just
1: yeah. chill. Yeah. So I
2: don't, it doesn't, not a straight answer to your question. But That's
1: okay. We got to know you a little bit. Different, a, yeah. <laughs>
2: There's different types of fine. vacations I like. Of course. Type, reasons I like to travel different places.
1: Well, and now back to that question of like, is there anything else you want to share about Staff Buffalo or, you know, things that you're doing?
2: I mean, I think the biggest takeaway with Staff Buffalo is we really work on behalf of our clients to really help them find great people. So we really want to match make based on the qualifications they're looking for for a job, but also making sure someone's the right culture fit for their organization. And our recruiters are always talking to different job seekers about, you know, their work experience and what they're looking for in the next career move. So if anyone out there is listening, considering a job change and Maybe they're not actively looking, but maybe they're just, it's in the back of their mind. It never hurts to talk to a recruiter because, you know, we might not have a job for you this week. We might not have a job for you in three months, but in six months or a year or three years from now, you've already established that, you know, relationship with the recruiter and they have a baseline understanding of what, where you're at in your career and what you're looking Mm -hmm. for in the next career move. So that if, and when we get a job that comes in from one of our clients, our recruiters have your information and they'll reach out to you at that point. So you know, like I said, you don't have to be actively looking for a job, but establishing a relationship with a recruiter is important because a dream job might land in your lap. You know, you might get that email from a recruiter that really piques your interest and that's your dream job opportunity. Um, It's a great thing. So, you know, sometimes people think you just have talked to a recruiter when you're looking for a job, but really at any point in your career to start establishing those relationships and those connections with recruiters, even just connecting with us on LinkedIn and following Staff Buffaloes. LinkedIn page or Instagram page, Facebook page to see, you know, what type of jobs we have that we're working mm-hmm. on, what we're doing in the community, the career tips, career resources that we provide, like we share all of that on social media. So yeah, um, I think that's probably the only thing we didn't cover is just connect <laughs> with us. We're always sure. to talk to new people and sharing tips. So it's a great, great thing to stay in touch and stay connected with us.
1: Yeah, I definitely echo the the whole like connect with recruiters, and specifically with with staff Buffalo, because I know you've done a number of things for people that you know I'm connected to. Um, I did have that happen, and every now and then it still sort of happens where I have a recruiter or even just a connection where I was explaining what I was looking for, it wasn't available then, but they've reached out afterwards and saying, hey, it's available now. What do you think,
2: exactly.
3: right?
1: So exactly. it doesn't hurt you to, to reach out to people, so.
2: No, not at all. I always tell people too, you know, like you might be in an organization and your career is, is going fantastic. And they're telling you, you are our star, you're on this track, you're gonna do this, this, this in your career. But then when push comes to shove, if they don't need you anymore, they don't need you. So you always have to be in control of your own career. You have to be the one, you're the one in the driver's seat. So they might be telling you that, but you also have to look out for yourself because even if you love that company and love the job and love the trajectory you're on another opportunity to be even better. Sure. That's out there for you.
1: Yeah. That's great. Great advice. Well, uh, thank you so much, Lauren, for being on the show. We've been a terrific guest. Um, so
2: much, Nick, this was fun. Thanks for having me. I'm glad we finally were able to Connect and do this.
1: <laughs> yes, totally. So um, I can't wait to to have more people come to Staff Buffalo. So look for those uh, that information in the links in our show notes, and we will we will see you soon. Thank you.
2: Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us on another episode of That Sounds Terrific. Don't forget to check out the show notes and our website at ThatSoundsTerrific.com to find the contact information and the best ways to volunteer with the organizations that we feature. If you know someone that is doing terrific things and think they should be featured in a future episode, be sure to email us their name, contact info, and short description of what they're doing at ThatSoundsTerrific at gmail.com. If you like our show, give us a five-star rating and give us some social media love by liking our facebook page that sounds terrific follow us on twitter at sounds terrific too and instagram at sounds terrific we love hearing your feedback on how to make our show sound even more terrific till next time